Pursuits broadcast. We are back Wednesday morning, uh, two days in a row. Quite exciting. Um, apologies for being a few minutes late. I'm, I was waiting for um, World Glorious Network TV in Africa to get back to, but they haven't done so yet. So we will just persevere like they say, carry on, carrying on. Well, we're um, in a title or a series that I entitled or started yesterday called Unlimited. And um, we're kind of developing that idea. Yesterday we talked a lot about, what was it? Um, unlimited potential. The sower sows the word and in the word there's the potential to produce unlimited supply, victory, wisdom, and life. The reality is that we are to live in total domination in a world that is already totally dominated. We've got a world that is has been dominated and battered left, right, and center um, by the enemy, really, uh, by the by 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 the power the power of the devil, really. It's sin. the The wages of sin is what death. And the the minute mankind entered into um, a place of uh, I don't know, just rebellion against God through Adam and Eve. It opened up the door to what we call, or what we'd like to say in, in, in Bible terms, the curse of the law. The curse of what happened because of the rebellion. Now, the curse of the law was instigated by God, and he showed the Hebrew children in the wilderness, if you follow me, you'll be blessed. If you don't follow me, you will be uh, cursed. 
and it's not that God was cursing them. It's what it was allowed. And if you if you if you're not careful, you misread what the the King James would say because they they mistranslated it. God was allow not um, putting the curse on the Hebrew children as they rebelled. He was uh, he had to allow it to operate in their lives because they were in rebellion. Does that make sense? Your children. Uh, you know, your children may get to be 17, 18 and learning how to drive a car. You may train them and t- teach them the best way possible. You can send them to the best driving lessons. You can do all that that kind of stuff. But if they go out and break the rules and flout the rules, one, they could get fined by the police, they could get caught by the police, or they could even have a car crash if they're driving too fast, not looking what they're doing, not following the rules of the road. Is it the parent's fault that raised this child up to be a responsible adult, was they taught them the right way to do things, taught them all this kind of stuff? Is it the parent's fault? No, of course not. It's not the parent's fault that that basically will uh, allow that thing to happen. It's their act of willingly willingness to obey. Now, people might, might argue there and say, well, hang on, what if somebody crashes to them and they're doing everything that they could do possibly right? They're following the rules of the road. They're keeping to the speed limit. They're looking, mirror signal maneuver. And yet some drunk driver just comes out of the blue and crashes into them. Is that the parent's fault? Well, of course, it isn't the parent's fault again. Is it the driver's fault, the, the child's fault, who's just learned how to drive? No, probably not. But this is where we've got to understand, in this world context, there is a devil. And no matter how good and how awesome and how amazing everything is in your life and how uh, towing the line and obeying God and doing all this kind of stuff, there is still a devil out there will, and he will use any opportunity to get into your life or and to harm you. That's his job, to steal, kill, and destroy. It wasn't given to him by God. It was a self-assigned job. And what we can do, thank God, that we can not only toe the line, but we can put our faith in him to protect us. Psalm 91 talks about the protection of God. So when things do come and the devil does maybe uh, blindside us or whatever, we have got the uh, requirement of the word of God or the 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 evidence of the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not. We've got the evidence to say that whatever the devil tries in the natural realm, the spiritual realm on the inside of you is larger, bigger, upgraded, uh, above and beyond all that you can ask or think according to the power that works into you. We're talking about unlimited potential. Today's message is unlimited capacity. The, the curse of the law does not come to our lives because we are redeemed from the curse of the law. But the reality is that, like I say, there is, there's things that go on. And we have to know what the word says that if, so that the word will supersede what's going on around us. You and I will always have have moments in our lives where we have to resist the devil. But the Bible says you resist the devil and he will flee from you. But there is a very big condition about resisting the devil uh, to enable him to flee from you. And that is submitting yourself to God. And if you submit to God, you have to submit to his word. Because his word is final authority on anything that is spirit. Because the word is spirit and it is life. Jesus came to get make, make known the truth to us so that we would be free, so that we'd have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us. And the inside of us, the Spirit of God is producing liberty and life 
and productivity and all those kind of things that the Spirit of God's doing on the inside of us. And we are able to stand on this Word of God knowing that no matter what situation, circumstances or, or, or situation that is confronting us, that we, when we have faith in God, we are able to operate with authority and remove the mountain that stands in our way. So this is where I love this, this kind of title, Unlimited Capacity, comes from. to my notes. There's a scripture verse in John 7, 37 to 39, and it's kind of um, one of my foundational scriptures. It's one that I always kind of quote uh, a lot, but let's look at it, and it says here, now on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried in a loud voice. When Jesus is standing in an environment and crying with a loud voice, do you not think we should listen to him? Do you not think that perhaps it's the most important thing to do is to listen to the guy who has set up eternity for us when he's crying? He says this, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The definition of capacity in dictionary is the maximum amount something can contain. But I've, I, I want to submit to you. One, we can expand. And two, capacity doesn't necessarily mean filled. Capacity can also mean the amount that you can conduct. If you become a, 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 a dam in the things of God and allow the blessings of God to stop with you, we are not doing what we've been commanded to do because we're part of the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is simply God saying to Abraham, I'm going to bless you so you bless the rest of the world. Our job as Christians is to be blessed. Yes, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. You should be wealthy. You should be prosperous. You should be healthy. You should be able to, to meet all your needs, your children's needs, your grandkids' needs. Those are things that should be natural for the Christian to operate in prosperity, life, and victory. It should be natural. And what's, what's so awesome and so amazing about all that is that God doesn't just provide enough for you and I. He provides enough for you to become wealthy beyond your dreams, but also to be able to make someone else's dreams come true. He said to Abraham, through you, all of the nations will be blessed. If he was just willing to just be a cup that just receives the blessing, and he never poured out of that cup. He just basically let it get to the full. T maybe took a bit off off the top and, and kept it for himself and ate. And, and then he just left that, that bank account full and, and just left it the way it was. The rest of the world would not have been blessed. Isaac would never have been made manifest. The, the faith that, God, uh, that Abraham used to, to hook up with God would have stopped short of everything that, that we accept right now. Now, you could argue that maybe God would have found another Abraham. Maybe he was looking for Abraham, for other different people that could have possibly carried that mantle that Abraham did. But the reality is, is Abraham grabbed the hold of what God said. And through faith, he believed what God said, and it was counted unto him righteousness. So he was able to be walking in right standing with God. That's why he was able to intercede for, for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. He tried to prevent that from being wiped out. He attempted to do it. 
And some even say that if he'd have kept going down in the numbers, God would have listened to him. If he'd have said, if there's one righteous man left, but he stopped at 10, or was it five? I can't remember. And of course, so Lot was pulled out because the, the saving mercy and grace of God saw that there was a righteous person, even though he was going to destroy that place. It was set. It was set in time to destroy that place. He pulled out that righteous man. And I think that is such a great picture of where we're heading right now as the body of Christ. We're in a position where the world is going to hell in a handbasket. The world uh, is crumbling before us. Western civilization is being pulled. And chi- chi- I read a tweet this morning. He said, there's there of all the seven deadly sins that they mentioned, that there is a movement right now in the earth promoting each and every one of them. I saw that that some huge, heavy, obese person was criticizing um, some uh, well-known podcaster. Hugely obese, grossly obese, superstar obese, if you want to call it, YouTube success or whatever. And he's criticizing this other person because they wouldn't accept the, n- the medical norm uh, of what the, 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 the mainstream media are pushing. Criticizing this other person for not being healthy. And yet this person is somebody who is very, very strong, very, very s- slim, uh, strong build, able to do martial arts and all this kind of stuff. There is something wrong in the world system. There is something that is pushing an agenda that is not godly. And that is why it's going to just bubble up and overflow. And it's just going to overflow. And so God's going to come down and release the church, withdraw the church for that period of seven years of the tribulation. And I thank God that we will not be here to see God's wrath and judgment poured out like it was poured out onto Sodom and Gomorrah. When God judges something, he deals with something. No other nation's going to judge another nation, but God will judge the nation. That's why it's so crucial now to have a, a, a position in Christ, to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God is a good God. He's a wonderful God. He doesn't want to see anyone to perish, but whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. As Christians, we must promote a message that says, you shall be saved when you commit yourselves and call upon the name of the Lord. The increased capacity, the unlimited capacity of you. And it, as we keep reading that scripture verse, if any man be thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, he who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being, oh, the Holy Ghost, the innermost being, my spirit man born of God, the innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. That's not talking about a dam. I know there's a scripture verse that says there's a wellspring of salvation and you can draw from your salvation. There's a, there's a place in God that you can just sit and draw and be refreshed. But the main thrust of the believer's life is to step into the flow of God's spirit and just be a compass, I don't know, a conductor for the things of God. It's like a, a, a cable. The bigger the cable, the more electricity can run through it is my understanding of it. I'm not an electrician, but you have bigger cables for more power. Less power, smaller cable. What kind of cable do you want to be? Do you want to be a cable that is so wide, so able to just have the le- the lengths of and the width and the depth and the height of God's love passing through it, yourself into other beings? 
our compassion. Jesus was moved with compassion because he saw the people. And he saw the people, they didn't have a shepherd, they didn't have a pastor, they didn't have anyone to look after them. He saw that need, and then he went and met that need as best as he possibly could. But you need, you see, Jesus' capacity had to be reached because he was only one person. Now, his capacity grew far more than most ministries grow. He had 70 disciples that he sent out to increase his expanse, to increase the, the flow of the Spirit of God on the planet into the, to the, the Israelite people at that time. But there was a limited people. And even when the baptism of the Holy Spirit came, it was 120 people that received what they could do. And they could only go so far, but so quickly they saw the multiplication grow. 5,000, 3,000 extra people. The church of Jesus Christ just grew and the capacity to reach people became immense over time. Right now, there is, I don't know how many billions of Christians on this earth, but there are, there are plenty of Christians on this earth to reach this world very quickly if we just reached one extra person a day. If every single Christian reached somebody every day, we'd wipe this whole planet of the devil very quickly. But we know that there is a God of this world that blinds the eyes of people. And I said yesterday, there are people in hell still bitter against God, still not willing to accept that there was a God because it's so ingrained in them. The capacity of a human spirit is so powerful, so so uh, immense. You just think of, of, of the great, well not the great, sorry, wrong word, the evil dictators of the past, Hitler and Stalin and, and all these, what they could achieve as hum human beings in the negative is what we should be achieving in the, in the spiritual realm, in the positive as Christians, as believers. And there are men of God who have seen great things happen. But now it's coming to a time where the end is near and, and, and we're going to see a, a great revival, a great move of God. And, and most of the words and the most of the ideas behind all that has been that, that it will be every single person operating in what God needs them to operate to reach as many people. We are, we are in a place where we have to sweep the highways and the byways. We are in a place where there are empty seats in our churches that we need to fill. I speak to the seats in my church and I call them filled with people. I call them filled with families and children and drug addicts and people who have been set free by the Spirit of God. I want to see people set free with signs and wonders and miracles and powerful things. And that's all going to come from the very innermost being of each and every one of my congregation, if you like, of the people that we meet together. And as we minister to the Lord and as we, we talk to people in our daily lives, there's an innermost being, a river of living water that flows and grabs and hooks. I know, and I'm thinking about myself, I need to talk to more people. I need to be a shining example every single day of my life of who Jesus is on this earth. The power level needs to be turned up. But to see the thing is with those tables, if you had a very huge surge of power going through those tables and there, and there was no insulation, it could be very dangerous. There has to be a character that wraps around the child of God to allow the, the flow of the Spirit of God, to allow the victory that God's got for you to operate towards other people. There has to be trust. I, I love reading. Well, I'm not sure I love reading it, but I used to, I, I, I enjoy it more now with, uh, with I guess, with age, quote, unquote, comes wisdom. But the reality is, is, is it, it talks about in Timothy, Timothy as, as 
Paul gives the qualifications of somebody to be a bishop or an elder or a minister, whatever, however you want to interpret that. There are actually things in there that mean that you have to work hard on your character, making sure your children are right, making sure that you don't talk to people wrongly. Make, I'm not going to go into it all now, but it excites me to start walking a life that is holy before God. Be ye holy as I am holy is what God is, is, has declared to us. And holiness is simply obeying God's word. If you obey God's word, you will live a holy life. It's not about what stuff you do and don't do. It's by getting into his word and putting his word at such a high level of authority in your life so that there is no compromise, so that you don't start walking back, so you don't start turning your back on the things of God. And holiness will begin to spring forth because, you see, when bitterness springs forth, that is what will lead to sin and, and lust and all that because you get bitter and towards me and you think, I need to have some release somehow. And the only way, I, if I'm bitter, I don't want to go to God because if I go to God, I have to remember move this bitterness so I'll go to the world and try and find some happiness and some joy and some moment momentary kind of life but no that's not the angle to go to you fill yourself with the word and the word of God will produce love in you the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the spirit of God it's the word of God that that produces seed and eternal seed and produces that unlimited potential so then when the potential is begins to realize you can expand to have unlimited capacity and then you can start to allow the things of God to freely flow an unclogged vehicle you see faith is the pipeline that connects you to god's grace and as you hook your faith up to god's grace his grace and his 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 favor his divine favor not undeserved favor it's not just just dumped on you because you haven't done anything there is qualifications to operate in god's favor it says that you can frustrate the grace of god so if you can frustrate it, that means you can do something to slow it down or to not operate in your life. So we want to operate in faith, and faith works by love. And if you are not in faith, whatever is not in faith is sin. So you operate outside of love, your faith doesn't work, then you're not operating in faith, then you must be operating in sin. And sin will produce unholy living, not holy living. See, faith in God and His Word is what will produce the holy living lifestyle that you need and the character to development that you need to become a, a, a distributor of God's grace on this earth, to have an increased capacity. Isaiah talks about enlarging the place of your tent. Be ready for more of God. Get ready to receive more of God. Don't beg him for it. Don't don't cry out and in and, 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 and like on on faith just just kind of just don't just don't get to a place where you're just God please help me help me. No hook up to the word of God. Grow in faith. Grow in the good things of God and then you can expect God's power and expect God's victory and expect his overwhelming support for your life. He loves you so much. See, if you do miss it, what do we do? What do you do if you miss it? Well, it says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. The blood of Jesus is what makes us secure and able to continue to develop. Unlimited capacity. From our innermost being, deep calls unto deep. We abide in the vine. Jesus said, abide in the vine. God, see, see that analogy in John 14 and 15 talks about God pruning you. Cutting off the stuff that's wrong. Why does God, why do you prune a rose or prune uh, a plant? It's so that it could produce more productively. <laughs> 
better flowering. It, it, it doesn't cut off the circulation and all the kind of different stuff. I'm not a gardener, as you can tell. So God's cutting the bad stuff off you so that you can produce, so you can become larger for him, so that you can have a greater capacity. See, what I think we need to understand, and I'll read you some of my notes. As Christians, we have an unlimited supply. All of our needs are met, and we are able to tap into power that provides abundantly above all that we ask or think, dream, and imagine. That supply is meant to flow through us. Our capacity is not meant to expand so that we can contain the things of God. But our capacity is meant to increase the flow of God's things through us. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to us. The things are no problem. He gives us the desires of our heart. But these desires don't capsulate us. They don't take over the fingers of God. If God provides you with something lovely, say it's um, a, a car. God provides you with a brand new car. And then six weeks later, maybe you've bought another car or maybe you're thinking about another car and God says, give this car away. But God, I have no car. You've just given me this car. But you see, that's what flow is. That's what flow is, passing it down. Quite often you think about it, and I was thinking about this, Last night, my, my elder son, Lewis, want, wants, wants a leather Bible. And I had a leather Bible, and I have lots of Bibles, and, and I'm very protective of my Bibles, <laughs> mainly because I write stuff in it, but also I, I think that, you know, the pages are so thin for so, so children can rip them, and, and just it's just way they're expensive leather Bibles. But he really wanted it, and I said, you know what, just have it. I give it to you. I've already written some notes in it, but he, I gave him a highlighter pen. He's 10, but he wants to read the Word of God from a good Bible. So I'm not going to hesitate. I could have held on to that and said, wait, I'll wait, I'll go buy you one, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But he really liked that one. I can buy another Bible. God can provide me with another Bible. We're not meant to hold on to the things that God gives us. We're meant to freely give as we have received. Jesus says that. And if you can't do that with your money, you can't do that with things, how are you going to be able to do that with the things of God? Mammon, it got, Jesus says, that's the little things. That's the simple things. That's the, the small things. Mammon, money. You can't serve money and God. You have to s pick one. And then when Jesus said that, he started talking about serving God. He knows how stupid it would be to serve money. An electric cable needs to be bigger, thicker, more insulated, the more power is run through it. A river has a limit to how much water can flow through it before it bursts its banks. We can receive so much from God as we develop our faith in our character. We can handle more of God's flow. If we can't handle that flow, sometimes, this is only a sometimes, it will be necessary for God to burst our banks. But if we develop thicker skin and bigger hearts, we will be able to contain, control, and direct God's flow with accuracy and more refinement. We have a personal responsibility to grow up in God. We are to grow our faith in Him. We are to grow in Him. The expansion of our hearts take place as we develop a correct diet. And as I wrap up and I close, I'll just finish off my notes here. That diet requires food and exercise to be effective. You see, we want to talk about unlimited potential and unlimited supply and unlimited all this stuff. Unlimited capacity. God is such a, because there's just no ending 
to God's love for us, his grace, his mercy, and his ability to provide for us. There's no ending to it. But you must understand that we have to increase our heart to get more of His of him in our lives. It's not that we want more of him. It's not he's not going to give us more. We just can't handle more. We've got to stretch ourselves. We've got to develop ourselves. We've got to get in the word and grow in faith. So the expansion of our hearts takes place as we develop a correct diet, a correct spiritual diet that diet requires food and exercise to be healthy and to be effective our faith which requires action is fueled by the word of god first and foremost the word is the diet we need exercise takes on the form of our relationship with god's spirit our spirit-led prayer life our prayer life is the fuel that allows us to successfully action or exercise our faith Success in any arena of life requires an increased capacity and a growing in faith that is able to be actioned with accuracy. There's a lot in that, and maybe I'll reread that tomorrow and or maybe post it up on a blog or something. Learn to do these five things. Enlarge the place of your tent, your spirit man. Let the spirit of God flow from the wither river within. Deep realms of God's love exist within you. Good morning, Francisca, Frankie. Love to see you on here. Salvation is a well to be drawn from, and the Holy Ghost is a river to flow through to others. Abide in the vine. Hallelujah. So if your faith, you want your faith to grow, you need to operate on that correct diet. The Word of God, Spirit of God, the word together. I, I can get so excited, but I am wrapping up now as it is time to close. But I appreciate everyone who watches this broadcast, shares this broadcast. There's going to be more of it tomorrow. We're talking. What's tomorrow's title? Tomorrow's title. Well, I'm not sure. I'll be doing one tomorrow. I, I don't want to. I want to do a broadcast tomorrow, but it is actually a special day in my life tomorrow, so I, I may or may not be on. But Friday, we'll be doing Unlimited Health Fridays, Feel Good Friday. Um, it's uh, going to be a great time uh, to to just delve into the word uh, concerning healing and health. We do that every Friday on the Gospel Pursuits broadcast. Um, well, I'm going to stop there. Thank you so much for watching. Good morning, Francisca. Or I keep You see, I know uh, to call you Frankie, and I want to call you Frankie. But every time I see your full name, I need to call you, Francisca. I don't know. We can laugh about that later on Sunday. Well, I thank you very much for watching. I will see you guys later. Um, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, hopefully. Goodbye. <laughs>